What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. A little bit of a different style video today. I had this idea about uh, a week ago and what I wanted to do was basically say, okay, we can say that like, you know, I like a player uh, compared to like the underdog ADP, maybe I like them on ESPN, but overall, who are the best picks and the worst picks on each of the different platforms? So today we'll go over ESPN, Sleeper, Yahoo, and NFL. And then I think tomorrow I'm going to go over the worst picks. So best picks today, worst picks tomorrow. And I figured uh, I'd try to make it as like actionable as possible on the website. So instead of just listing the names, instead of just saying, you know, uh, where they're going and stuff like that, uh, I basically made a table. You guys can see on the screen here, you got the player position, uh, my ranking. So this is specific to the default setting on every platform. So indicate that up here. ESPN's default setting is full PPR, Sleeper's full PPR, Yahoo's half PPR, and I believe NFL is in standard scoring. So that is my ranking for that specific format. Comparing that to the pre-draft ranking for that platform. Pre-draft ranking is different from ADP. ADP is just where they go on average. Pre-draft ranking is where are they when you join into the draft. So when you join the draft, you're going to see like the list of names in like the, the lobby. And they're going to be like one through like a thousand. And sometimes really good players are just cratered in these rankings. So what I did was I went through, I pulled all the pre-draft rankings for all the sites. I compared them to my rankings, found who the biggest differences are. Uh, some players uh, didn't pull like super amazingly. So I went through and like made sure that like the actual best picks, like, I think one of them, like Michael Thomas wasn't like pulling right. So these are just, I went through, I looked, these are the actual like ADPs for all these players. These are the best picks. And then I said, okay, what's one step further we could do? Level of importance. So the, the column over here on the right is basically how much I want them. Like, so Robert Tunyon, phenomenal pick, right? He's going 247 in the pre-draft rankings. If you wanted to wait till the very end of the draft, you know you have him in your back pocket because no one's scrolling that far. And so you know he's there. That can really help you. 91 spots difference in from uh, the ranking to my rank. But he's Robert Tunyon, right? He's not some like game changer. He's not someone we need to like change our draft strategy to try and get. And so the draft importance kind of indicates these are the players, even if maybe the ADP difference isn't like crazy, that I want to go after. So what you can do, if you have access to the site, again, thefansfootballvice.com, you can just go and just click five. And now these are the players. ESPN.com, these are the best picks. I don't know how many on the screen right now, maybe like 12 best picks on ESPN. DeAndre Swift, Pitts. Allen Robinson, Travis Etienne, Chase Edmonds, George Pickens, AJ Dillon, KJ Osborne, Rashad White, Isaiah McKenzie, and Romeo Dubs. So what you can do and what I recommend doing is whatever platform you draft on, if it's one of these four, go in, take a look at this. This does not replace rankings. Rankings are much more important overall because you can know exactly where to take them, uh, exactly where they are in relation to the players. But this is really good to have in the back of your mind. When you're going into the draft on ESPN, start off with the ESPN and we'll go over the other ones. You got to know that like in the later portion of the draft, you're going to have Romeo Dubs, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Osborne, and George Pickens. Those are going to be four wide receivers going like 170 and later, which is basically undrafted, that you can draft in your final few spots. And that should change your draft strategy. Knowing that you can spend your like last two picks, it kind of depends on how big your bench is. But typically, you could spend your last two, maybe your last three picks on three of these wide receivers. 
that'll change like, okay, maybe in the middle rounds, if there's a lean towards running back or wide receiver, there's a really big decision you have to make. Maybe you do lean towards running back because you know you have these awesome wide receivers. Um, I can go over these players briefly. We'll kind of do that less and less as we work towards like Sleeper, Yahoo, NFL, because many of them will be the same names. But sometimes, and this is like the, the big thing why I kind of made this, there are players that I might really like. Chase Edmonds. I'm pretty sure, I don't remember which one, Chase Edmonds actually comes out as one of like the worst picks on one of the platforms. And it's just because of the pre-draft ranking. He's pre-draft ranking is 85 on ESPN. That's egregious. If their standard format is full PPR scoring, I have him at 48, like that's far too late. We know Chase Edmonds is going to have a pass catching role. We know he's probably the favorite for early down, but he's going to mix in with Raheem Mostert. They're going to kind of go back and forth. But like even with projections, you know, not even assuming that Edmonds is going to be some monster on the ground, he grades out really well. You give him a five. So that's how I would use this page. I would just go in. Honestly, I would click like the fours and the fives, but really there's not even that many names. You can just kind of scroll through. Mark them down in the rankings. Know that these are players that are going far later than normal. Don't take them super early. So you lose a lot of value in rankings when you um, maybe someone it, like, I don't know. What's a good example of this? Travis Etienne, right? I have him at 31. He's going 56. Well, if you're like, oh, he's a great pick. I'll take him at 25. That defeats the entire purpose. Now you've actually reached ahead of what the rankings are. So you still want to get players as close to their like ranking on the site as possible. But these are the best picks. On the platform so we'll go through them quickly romeo dubs uh having an absolutely monster camp um obviously he's benefited from christian watson being injured christian watson is now uh returning to practice kind of you know stepping into uh the role that they're hoping for him but romeo dubs is pretty clearly their best talent it's not a lot that he's going to open the season as like the clear-cut Number one, number two, number three wide receiver. Like I think Lazard is pretty locked into number one role, and it's possible they go with kind of like um, like veterans to start the season. But he's very talented. He'll still feel still feel the ton. Like if he ends up being the best wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers' offense, like he shouldn't be going at two seventeen. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, similar deal, but there's no real chance that he you know usurps Stephon Diggs. Like he's probably not going to go past Gabriel Davis, but he's going to be a full time slot receiver. He's rotated in. Uh, on the outside wide receiver snaps so he has a larger role than we initially thought he's a phenomenal pick you can get him at the very end of your drafts please be drafting as much as McKenzie as possible Rashad White um, I would say Fournette is the locked in pretty much featured running back for the Bucks, but Rashad White's one of the highest upside backups you can have because if Fournette got hurt which he's done plenty of times over his career you've got a pass catching specialist who's going to mix in now for significant early down work, it's phenomenal upside. You won't be able to play Rashad White while Fournette is healthy, but he's a very, very good pick for that upside if you want to get that on your bench. Osborne, we know that the Vikings are going to switch to a ton, probably lead the league in three wide receiver sets. Osborne is locked into that third wide receiver role. We know teams are going to try their best to sell up to stop Jefferson. They won't be successful, but they'll try their best. Uh, but just being on the field in this pass-heavy offense it's going to be a really, really good spot for Osborne. And he already finished really well last season, and his role is only going to expand. So he's a phenomenal pick. A.J. Dillon, I mean, that's a joke. 105 on ESPN. He's going to see the field a ton. They're going to have a plenty of two running back sets, but plenty of sets where, you know, it's just A.J. Dillon in the backfield. 
touchdown upside, reception upside. I mean, Rodgers said he could have 50 receptions this year, which like isn't really that outlandish. I think I have him projected like 40, 41, but he's going to have a role in all three areas, receiving, touchdown, and rushing. And if Aaron Jones got hurt, A.J. Dillon's like a top five running back. Phenomenal pick. Um, George Pickens, you guys have seen the highlights. He looks absolutely fantastic. I'm not concerned. I changed the ranking zero amount from that uh, Deontay Johnson injury. So I know some of you saw him. Uh, it was like the one target he had is maybe like 30 yards downfield. Uh, dies, makes the catch, and then hurts his shoulder. Uh, something with maybe the AC joint. Like I don't really know 100% what it was. But uh, basically, they came out and were like, listen, you know, he may have gone back into the game had it been like a regular season game. Like they're not concerned about the injury. He's got time to recover before week one. I changed the rankings zero amount for that. Uh, but Pickens is super talented, a phenomenal rookie. He's going to be pretty much an every down wide receiver. Uh, he's got touchdown upside. Not, the offense itself doesn't have like that much upside, but him as a player could realistically score more touchdowns than Deontay Johnson. Phenomenal talent. Shouldn't be going at 172. Um, I gave my Chase Edmonds take. Etienne, some people have asked about an update take on him. Honestly, I feel like I have dropped him a good amount since the beginning of the summer. I was really all over him as like a top, like it was like 14, 15 kind of at running back. Uh, I pushed him back down into maybe that like 18, 19 for running back range. Uh, though for how much we value running back, that still puts him at 31 full PPR scoring at 56. That's way too late for him. I would just say uh, kind of like an updated take on him. Understand that James Robinson is going to have a role unless he gets hurt which, I mean, anyone could get hurt. Obviously, he's an elevated risk of injury coming off of a major injury. But unless Robinson does get hurt, he'll have a role. But the value for Etienne doesn't really come on the ground. I don't have him projected for that many rushing yards, that many carries. Like, really not that many. He still comes out phenomenal because he's going to be used so much in the receiving game, and especially in full PPR scoring like ESPN is. It's just super, super valuable to have someone who's going to have a stable receiving game role that's also going to mix in plenty on the ground. Because, I mean, Robinson's obviously not going out there with 25 carries a game, right? They're obviously going to mix him in. Uh, he's very unlikely to be as efficient as he used to be, so they're not going to want to feature him. So even if Robinson has a, a good amount of carries, like, Etienne's still going to mix in plenty in that area, add on the receptions, add on you know, the big playoff sign. He's a very explosive player. He's a great pick. Uh, Allen Robinson, I mean, we've talked about him all summer. Uh, these last three, we've talked about plenty. Allen Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and DeAndre Swift. I mean, Kyle Pitts is just a freak of nature. I want him on, on as many teams as possible. Uh, one thing, I'll go back to Robinson in a second, but I want to go on my, my Pitts take here. Uh, one thing about Pitts, so you remember I talked about that top five. It's a huge game changer having a top five tight end because of the positional advantage and just the fact that it's very difficult to trade for high-end tight ends during the season uh, and just the fact that like it's so difficult to hit on tight ends late that really outproduce these top five. That's like you almost just want to spend the draft capital there, especially because look at these values. Like you can get some players, you know, 80s, 90 spots back from where they should be going. It's like I can make up that advantage. You know, if I even if I take like Kelsey, I take Andrews, I take Pitts, I can make up that capital later in the draft at running back, at wide receiver. I can't. If I miss out on tight end, I can't make that up. There's nothing that I can really do. If it's hard to trade for him in season, it's great to draft them. So that's really the bull case for Pitts. But then also it's, well, Darren Waller has this hamstring injury. We don't know how he's going to recover really uh, or when he's going to recover. Uh, Kittle is always hurt, but also is part of a very low-volume offense. He's probably the number three target there. And then you've got... Andrews and Kelsey who cost you know first or second round picks 
And so Pitts just kind of stands there as a guy who was coming off like the best rookie season ever for a tight end. You know, obviously he's a really good pick. So love Pitts. Uh, and then back to Allen Robinson, just a supreme talent going to a huge situation upgrade. Um, I think people are going to be very surprised with how well he performs. He's still an elite wide receiver. This is a great offense. I want Allen Robinson. And then DeAndre Swift. I mean, it's kind of a similar take with Etienne, only like we know Swift's role is a little bit more locked in than Etienne's. Like, if you had me guess, I think that James Robinson might get a little bit more work on the ground than Jamal. And then also the Lions offense is going to be better than the Jaguars offense. So there's more touchdown potential. Uh, maybe there's more reception potential with the better offense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Swift going at 20 and full PBR scoring ESPN, that's a joke. So those are the best picks on ESPN. But what if you shifted your platform? Now you're going to go on Sleeper. Many of the same names. So from memory, uh, McKenzie is there. Romeo Dubs is there. Uh, Chase Edmonds, um, even better value, 93. Uh, but then that's it. Then we've got a whole new list of names. And that's why it's important to understand the differences between the formats. I could have made a video talking about all those players, but then you'd be drafting on Sleeper. And it's like, well, maybe those players aren't that good of a value, but these players are. Throw in Wandell Robinson. Uh, he is someone that is very locked into a high-end snap share. Now, cuts are going to happen over the next two days. And actually, you guys are going to watch this on Wednesday. So I don't know what ends up happening. But there has not been very positive reports about Kenny Galladay. He does not look that great. Tony's a locked-in one. I'm thinking Wandell's like the locked-in two, at least until Sterling Shepard, like, you know, really puts things together, which might be a long time, might be never. Like, Wandell's going to be used as a running back in the backfield. He's going to be used on screen passes. Like, he's going to have such a larger role than people think. And at 197 for, oh, I have to change this. Huh. I just made the page, just released it. So I have to change uh, ESPN rank. I'm sure it says that for, yep, it says that for all of them. So I'll go in and change that. Uh, but yeah, this is the sleeper page. These are the best values on sleeper. So Wanda Robinson, phenomenal value there. Uh, Palmer, another phenomenal value. Uh, clear number three wide receiver for the Chargers offense. That's not only fantastic, but going to be playing in a lot of shootouts. He's a great pick and also steps into the Mike Williams role if Mike Williams gets hurt, which is a supremely valuable role. Romeo Dubs. Oh, that was another one we went over before. Uh, Nico Collins. Um, this one's more speculative, I would say, than many of the other players that we're going to talk about. But Collins, the very clear number two wide receiver, is just if you don't think the Texans offense is going to be good, then you don't really care about the number two wide receiver on the Texans offense. Right, like if you think they're going to be terrible, you don't need to go out and draft Nico Collins. I think they're going to surprise people with how good they are. Not going to be fantastic, but I think they'll be like a bottom ten to twelve team instead of bottom five. And if that happens, Collins is definitely being undervalued, especially with the touchdown upside he presents. Uh, Jacoby Myers um, valued at one fifty eight. I have him at one eleven on sleeper. He is the clear number one for the Patriots. I was a little concerned before um, some work that Kendrick Bourne would take, some work that Parker would take. Well, Bourne's had a terrible camp. Parker had a really good opening to the camp and a really bad end to camp. And so basically at this point, Jacoby Myers is yet again the locked-in number one wide receiver for the Patriots. Going to have a high reception potential, uh, pretty much no touchdown potential. He might only have like two or three touchdowns this season, which kind of stinks. Uh, but he shouldn't be going as late as he is. He's still going to be someone that you can get really late in the draft that you'll be like, oh, I didn't realize that every single week he'd have like six for 60 and you can use him as like a rotational piece when you need to. Um, already went over Chase Edmonds, Stevenson. Um, let's 
kind of wait and see on the Ty Montgomery injury. It seems like it's not going to be as bad as what we initially thought when he went down. But if he misses any time, it's just going to open up opportunities for Stevenson and Williams or Stevenson and um, Harris to really work in as these like quote unquote feature backs. So what it looks like they're going to do this season, which is different than before, before it would be Stevenson and Damian Harris would rotate early downs and then they bring in like James White or Brandon Bolden, like someone like that to operate as the third down back, your classic James White role. But now it seems like they're going to go with full rotation. It's going to be like, okay, this is Stevenson's drive. The entire drive is Ramondre Stevenson, goal line, third down, early down, it's all Stevenson. Now we're going to Harris. This drive is all Harris. And they were going to kind of rotate in that and then Ty Montgomery would occasionally get mixed in as well. Well, now if Montgomery's not there, you're basically getting a 50% feature back, which might not sound fantastic, but it's pretty valuable, especially what happens if Harris went down, reverse what happens if Stevenson went down for Harris. So Stevenson, I think the better of the duo talent-wise, especially in the receiving game. Um, I would say that Harris is very unlikely to get hurry up in two minutes, and that's why Stevenson games value. Um, Stevenson is their two-minute drill Running back, he's their hurry-up offense running back, and so you add in that on top. That's why he's better. Uh, Pierce, watch the preseason, watch press conferences. They love this kid, clear-cut number one running back on the Houston Texans. Uh, and then Gabriel Davis, well, number two wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills, uh, 79 ranking on Sleeper, 47 ranking for me. Yahoo. See who the best picks are on Yahoo. Um a lot of the same names. Yahoo is half PPR for their default setting. Uh, so Osborne is the same. Wandale, Dubs, Isaiah McKenzie. But a few new names. Zamir White at 198 for the default ranking on Yahoo. That's far too low. He is a handcuff still. So he's not going to come in here and just take Jacob's job. Jacob's is still the one. But he's going to get relatively consistent work. On early downs, he will score some touchdowns. And if Jacobs ever got hurt, you have you know a clear-cut, um, I would say, high-end running back two every single week because of how good this offense is going to be. And that's obviously a valuable role. Um, Jahan Dotson is the clear number two wide receiver for the commanders right now. He's going to be an every-down wide receiver. And actually, through a lot of camp, he's been Wentz's favorite target now. I don't know 100% how I buy that. Like, McLaurin's still better than Jahan Dotson. Like, even though Dotson's, like, underrated, McLaurin's still better. And so I do still think that's overblown a little bit and that McLaurin will be their best wide receiver. But the ADP cap is insane. I mean, McLaurin goes in, like, the middle rounds. Uh, 168 for the pre-draft ranking on Yahoo for Jahan Dotson. You have to take advantage of that. Uh, Sky Moore, not actually someone we've been all over at all. I have him at 120, which is behind ADP on pretty much every platform. But Yahoo has him at 169. And that's egregious. Like, I think Juju is the most valuable wide receiver. I think MVS will have a deep threat role. And it's like, Sky Moore is not going to see enough consistent volume. But he at least has talent. And he at least has potential. Like, there's a chance that I'm wrong on Sky Moore. And he operates as like an every down wide receiver from like, you know, the second half of the season on. And if you're going to get him as your last pick on Yahoo, I think there's plenty of upside. I mean, it's Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. Like, anyone catching passes from... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who has some semblance of talent, is worth rostering. Many sites he goes too early, but in Yahoo he goes too late. Uh, and then again, I already went over McKenzie, and then Alvin Kamara. I mean, at 25, I mean, come on. 
If you can actually get Alvin Kamara at the 301, that is embarrassing. Would that be a 302? I don't know. Do the, do the math out. But early third round, that's egregious. He's a late first-round pick, especially with the suspension potentially not happening this season, even if the, the suspension were to happen. If you got him in the third round, at 25, I mean, you might be able to pair him with Jonathan Taylor and, like, I don't know, Mike Evans. Jonathan Taylor and Mike Evans. You might be able to go Jonathan Taylor, uh, Javonta Williams, Alvin Kamara, or maybe Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette, Kamara, or, like, McCaffrey, if you prefer McCaffrey. Like, it just opens up unbelievable ceilings. You have to take him at that spot. Final one, NFL.com. A few of the same names, so Myers there, Osborne, Stevenson, but a few new ones mixed in. David Njoku is, for some reason, at 264. That's horrible. If you want to wait for tight end, you want to double dip, that needs to be a name that is on your list. That is just, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, Michael Gallup, this one's interesting. Uh, So he goes at 179 for the pre-draft rankings. I'm at 118. I have not been drafting him on underdog because he went a little bit early but he's kind of slipped a lot recently even though the new news like is a little bit more positive surrounding him but it's also positive situationally it's like okay Jalen Tolbert isn't really as good as people thought he was going to be he's clearly not going to be able to step in and be that number two wide receiver and it kind of seems like as soon as you know Gallup is able to return at all he's going to immediately step in number two role and so if you can get that kind of late and then you can draft him and just throw him on your IR spot for the first few weeks you still have that roster spot open and then when he returns he's going to provide you way better value than you drafted him for that feels like the move right now uh, especially on nfl.com uh, Harris kind of went over him before uh, he's going way too late at 98 Stevenson again going too late um, Alan Lazard alluded to him when I talked about Romeo Dubs even with how much I like Romeo Dubs with how good Romeo Dubs is Alan Lazard is the clear-cut number one wide receiver on an Aaron Rodgers led offense like I was off him a little bit before but at 106 like uh, there are many sites where he goes a little bit too early NFL.com drafted at 106 that doesn't make any sense he could go out there and catch 12 touchdown passes this season especially the default rankings on NFL is standard scoring like he has so much upside and there's very little risk to him. I mean, the risk is basically that like Rogers has been lying to us all summer and actually hates Alan Lazard, but like everything he said about him, he likes Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is going to be on the field. Even if Dub steps up, even if Christian Watson then steps up, he'll have a role. He's not going to be a complete bust. And then the final player, Cortland Sutton. Uh, he is the clear-cut number one wide receiver on the Russell Wilson-led uh, Broncos offense. He is ahead of Jerry Judy. Uh, Wilson does prefer throwing to Sutton over Judy. That's not to say Judy's a bad pick, but Sutton is the better wide receiver pick on NFL going at 64. That makes no sense. So those are the best picks on all the four major platforms. If you want to see the rest, there are other players. Um, they're not technically as good, but, you know, they're still being undervalued by sometimes 20 or 30 spots. You can check all that out at my website. It's on the screen here, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. Uh, if you sign up for All In, you're going to get access also to our premium Discord. Very valuable. Ask me questions directly or post polls in the, there. That's like the best thing you can do. Um, trade decisions. You can ask people, you know, what you're doing there. Start sits. You can get people's advice on because uh, it's good to have advice that's not only from me. So tomorrow I'll be back uh, going over the exact same thing, but the worst pick on every platform. Uh, Friday will probably be some sort of top five video, but very soon we're going to be going over week 
one of you guys are watching this you're probably gonna be able to see the week one rankings on the website i don't know if i'll have them up later today on monday but i think on sometime tuesday i'm going to upload the week one rankings very excited to start week one content a little bit different from off season content so that'll do it for this one hope you all did enjoy if you did how about hitting the like button how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here thanks for watching